Welcome back, listeners, to another exciting episode of Bills and Beers, the Buffalo Bills podcast here from the Bills backers of Chicago, Illinois. The Bills triumphant 30-27 to in a really stupid game over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers today. I'm Lars. Joining me today, the president of the Bills backers, Sujit, is here. Hey, they're making it interesting. That's what I'm going with. Yep, yep. Uh, a lot of ways we could have lost that game. A lot of ways we should have won the game, but we won it anyways. Cass is with us. Say hi, Cass. Hi. I knew, I knew it all the way. All and, the way. And an extra special uh, appearance today from uh, Senior Cass. Jay is also with us today. Yes, sir, Bob. You can also catch this podcast on 920 WN, the largest Bills streaming radio station in New York. Who apparently are giving us a lot of love on social media, and so we got to return that favor. It's all good. Subscribe on iTunes if you haven't already. Find us on Facebook and Twitter. Use that hashtag BNBSM, and I'll send you $5 or your local currency equivalent so you can have a beer on us next week. We do have a social media listener of the week because... This person used the hashtag BNBSM, so don't miss out. We're talking to you, Alex. No, you're not the social media listener, but uh, we're talking to you who just came up to us, Alex. Head Next on week. over to mybookie.ag. Use the promo code B and B to get 50%, excuse me, 100% match on your first deposit. And I think that's all the house cleaning. So yeah, yeah. let's not waste any more time and talk about this really stupid. But really exciting win over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So Billsy. So 30 to 27 was the final score. It was a thrilling end of the game. Harkening back to some of the points you made, Suge, you and Jeff both following the Atlanta game, a lot of things we saw from this Buffalo Bills team that, quite frankly, we never saw in the past. We'll get to all those things. It was very exciting. We found a way to win, but it wasn't all pretty. Cass, we'll start with you. A lot of warts in this one. We came out of the bye week a little flat. Second straight opponent that has been a letdown in the first half of the season on an upswing. They almost took it from us at New Era Field. Who was your Jenny Cremail bummer of today's game? Um, I'm gonna give it to more of like a positional area uh, with the linebacking crew. Um, I think we're missing Ramon Humber. That was obvious and clear today. Who ever thought we'd you hear that? I know, race? right? What? What am I saying? But I think it was the, all the um, the uh, what's his name coming out of the backfield um, and making the short dumps and the screens and us not like following or anything. the thirty-three yard wide open in the end zone. Yeah, or place. that, or or the uh, their, their tight end. Granted, he's a very good tight end, but like I just think our our linebackers really let us down today, and it was showed because that's yeah. I okay. don't know. I don't know. Mr. Cassie coming to you. Do you have a do you have a bummer of today's yeah, game? Yeah, I mean, I'm a little disappointed that Incognito got the wind knocked out of him and then didn't quite come back into the game until I don't think he even did come back in the oh, game. Oh, he he definitely did. He did. Okay, but he yeah, he took definitely a bunch of sets off there. Uh, looks like he might have tweaked his leg or something, but you know, he's a big guy and he's he's got to get back out there. The team needs him for sure. Suge. Yeah, it's obvious. It's the same thing that it's done every week, but Marcel Darius uh, is has got to come off the team. He's got to be part Marcel Darius had the game-winning tackle today. That fat bastard. If he could have tackled him sooner, Jordan Poyer wouldn't have gotten injured. But uh, so, yeah, I mean, getting paid a lot of money, you know, the only thing he did today was make a mistake, um, which I don't care about the mistake. I care about the lack of performance. Um, you, you know, every time, at least especially in the first half, we got pressure on Jameis Winston. We were able to affect his throws. We got, uh, you know, strip sacks. We got a bunch of different things. That he would When he throws off balance, he's not a good quarterback. 
Uh, but we weren't able to get any pressure up the middle because maybe Kyle Williams is aging, but, you know, he's supposed to have a partner. He's not supposed to be all alone up there. Right. And Marcel Darius did nothing, as usual. So I don't know how we've made it to the fourth person you, you already. You got the easy one, hopefully. So how about the six points we left on the field today? Because if there was a bummer of today's game, it almost cost us today's game. It was the missed field goal, which I, kn I just knew. Hauschka's great from 50-plus. From that 40 to 45 range, it's kind of hit or miss. With him, it's mostly. Oh, missed. you're including the missed field goal. Absolutely. Oh, I got nine. I think we have nine points in media then. Mm, I don't know about that. But then fast forward to the end of the first half. Oh what the hell? Now play call. Poor decision by Tyrod Taylor. I don't care what it was. Th those were three points. Those are three easy points off a turnover that we just left out there. Yeah. Apparently Jordan Matthews thought that we had a uh, timeout left. Yeah, he was. He was calling for it. Yeah. We, we had none. Um, which I'm okay with. I'm okay with burning first half timeouts. We burned second half timeouts, and I'm not thrilled with that. So game management in general wasn't wasn't too great today. But I don't know what Tyrod was thinking even throwing that pass. He should have just thrown it away. Yeah, he should have thrown it away. Jordan Matthews should have not caught it. But apparently, at least he thought we had a timeout. But I, I have a major problem with even throwing that. I, I mean, uh, with even calling that play. The only play that you should be calling there is a throw the out of the zone. back of the end zone. Yep. You know, and, and if you get a pick... Then fine, that was a mistake. That was a bad execution. What would have been wrong with just lining up and kicking the field goal? 12 seconds. With 12 seconds well, to yeah, go. Well, yeah, that also would have been fine. Well, but, well, but if you're going to do anything, it certainly, certainly can't be a throw out in the flat. No. Are you, are you kidding me? But we talked about it. So we've, we've been saying for a while now with this team about playing on a razor's edge. So we get two, we get two turnovers, can't convert points on either the missed field goal and the missed opportunity. They get one turnover, and it's seven points. Boom. Okay? So... This is we're still in this weird area where we need to get more turnovers than our opponents on a consistent basis because we're not good enough to turn the ball over and still win. Why? Because we don't have a good quarterback. But we're not going to complain about that today. He wasn't. Yeah, we can't. He wasn't terrible today. He did some weird stuff today, but he wasn't. He wasn't bad, Tyrod today. So we'll give him that. We won. Thirty to twenty-seven. We're four and two. Seven weeks into the season. We got the Oakland Raiders coming to town next week, and then we're back on primetime with the New York Jets. So it's looking pretty good for the next couple weeks. Cass, we're going to start with you again. You're Labatt Blue, MVP of today's game. You just touched on him. I'm going to give it to Tyrod Taylor. Go for it. And his mobility. Okay. His mobility today really saved us. He juked players in the backfield when it was open. He was running the ball. In fact, in the, the missed uh, touchdown in the, the end zone, I think I forget who he was throwing to, he should have run for that on the third down play. Yes. Uh, sh he definitely should have run. It was wide open. Instead of kicking a field goal, we would have definitely gotten you know first down, first and goal. Yeah, first half you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, in the first half. Um, so I wish he would have used his mobility a little bit more. But Tyra protected the ball. Did not turn it over. Thank you, LaShawn. You did. Um, but didn't turn the ball over. And that's all, honestly, that's all we need. Like, we are able to win games if he does not turn the well, ball over okay. and plays to his strengths. Then I'm going to go next. Because our defense because almost lost us Tredavious that game. Because White is my MVP of today's game. That guy took the Bengals game on his chin. He then gave up what should have been the game-winning touchdown to Mike Evans. And then what does he do? We score in 26 seconds. First play, that rookie forces and recovers his own fumble, gets us the ball back for the win. 
Yeah, you know, there's almost a, like a philosophical thing when it comes to Tredavious I mean, White. Come on. I mean, he's he's no, he's great, <laughs> right? But every time we've talked about Tredavious White, it's oh my god, he did this egregiously bad thing, and then he came back and did this amazing thing. Is that what we say about him? I, I think, think so. we mostly talk I, about how incredible no, but, he is. You know, we always talk about oh. Trey Davies's first half was pretty bad. He got beat up pretty bad. But then he came back in the second half, and he played lights He's out. He's a rookie. And I, I'm not saying that it's a bad thing. I'm, I'm happy with Trey Davies. Wait, he but was, what, the 27th just, overall pick? Yeah, I just think it's interesting because he is a spectacular player. He just makes a lot of rookie mistakes, But and I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that, but I just think it's an interesting thing. He also thing. makes a lot of game-changing plays. And he's a rookie with a secondary that we thought was going to be pretty terrible. Yeah. We so are four and two. He's he's arguably single-handedly won us two games. Well, okay, fair enough. Fair <laughs> enough. I think so that's. I think that's. No, I think he's a great player. Don't get me wrong, but I, I don't want to crown what we, him what, king what of our defense. But what did we say all last year? The you know, year before, players make plays. Players, players got to make plays. Right, but I mean, when you talk about Jordan Poyer, you know, you talk about Micah Hyde. Well, apparently, got injured like on that. that last so, play, which is so. Sweet. I mean, those are people that aren't making his mistakes and are still making plays. So, but. The Jordan Boyer, who's who's single-handedly kept 18 points off the scoreboard by himself this year. Right. So the person that I want to say is the MVP of today's game is a return to what we do best. Uh, so I want to say that we went back to Tyrod being able to run the ball from the pocket, design QB runs. I want to say we a little bit more abandoned the zone blocking scheme and went back to our our power running scheme that we did last year, um, you know, and I want to say that we threw the ball downfield, you know, a, a, a little bit more. Um, I, that might not be exactly what we did last year because we just didn't throw the ball at all last year. But still, I thought that there was a little bit of, of Rick Dennison listening to his players. They talked about the players' meetings that they had over the bye week, saying that they were frustrated with some of the calls that would come into the huddle, and they want to do it a certain way, and he listened to them. And so he went back and said, let me play to my players' strengths. Um, I still am not a huge fan of the design of this offense, but at the same time, today was an improvement. And, you know, can I take one more? And maybe we can all comment on it. And that is the firsts for this year, for, for, for this game. A lot of firsts happened, right? So Stephen Hauschka tied the, the record for a number of consecutive 50-yard field goals. But the one that I want to touch on, you guys can take the rest of them, was Tyrod Taylor. Yeah. Fourth quarter. Down by a touchdown and let us down the field yep. on his arm. It wasn't had, a run. He also had more than thirty attempts. No, no, I, I already, I already took him as my my little player. That's true. That's true. So. We're, t we're talking about Tyrod firsts. That's different. Uh, okay, sure. Jay, coming to you. Uh, any any MVP that you want to add? Yeah, I think my little is O'Leary. Uh, that yeah, catch raw took, dog, baby. That catch he took in the first. I think I think Tyrod just needs to get that slump buster out of the way early. That long pass out of the way early, and then he can kind of get the engine started on his throwing is it, game. Is it fitting that O'Leary is both nicknamed Raw Dog and is clearly <laughs> Tyrod slump buster? <laughs> Uh, coincidence? I think not. I think not. Speaking Good of sir. slump busters, Deontay Thompson, welcome back to Buffalo, Whoa. buddy. Four yeah, catches yeah. for 107 yards at a 15-yard penalty to put us in field goal range I mean, to win the game. Uh, tie the Good game. Good Who let him go? Doug Whaley? Oh, yeah. Yeah. He was like no Doug Whaley. Yeah. Well, there you go. Uh, we do have a social media listener of the week. If you want to be considered social media listener of the week, you got to use that hashtag BNBSM, and I'll send you $5 in your local currency so you can have a beer on us. I sent $5 across the pond a couple weeks ago and it cost me. 
So I'm going to send $5 north of the border today, and it's going to cost me less than $5. Mr. Craig Beckett, that's at Mr. Craig Beckett. He's a teacher dude in Ottawa, Canada. Thanks for listening, Craig. Send me your email address, PayPal, Venmo, Chase Quickway, whatever's easiest for you, and you're getting 5 bucks or whatever that is. Strong beard. And, yeah. To, uh, to have a beer on us next week. You better have a Labatt, man. That's right? true. Yeah, not or, an import or over a, there. Or a Moose No Molson. Stop it's it, a, it's a Labatt. It's a Canadian Pilsner. Just a Molson. Wait. Sorry, just a Labatt, not a Molson. Yes, please. Scream into the microphone next time. All right. Well, that's, uh, let's not waste any time. Let's get uh, Buffalo Bill Belcher on the line uh, to talk about these Bill's markets. There you go. It's nicely done, Cass. It's not a bear market. It's not a bull market. It's a bills market, ladies and gentlemen. And all the way down from Milwaukee, USA, it's Buffalo Bill Belcher telling us what he's buying and selling this week with these Buffalo Bills. Bill, you watched the game at the at the Milwaukee Bills backers bar for the first time today. Is that correct? I'll tell you what. Uh, there there is a new Bills backers bar in Milwaukee, and it is uh, it was a great time. I was I was very impressed. A good crowd, probably about 15 people. So that's the first thing I'm buying today. Nice. I'm buying the I'm buying the crew in Milwaukee. Solid solid crew. Probably about 15 20 people. You guys would like them. Like a good. They make these little cards that are all laminated and everything, with everyone's nicknames on them, saying Buffalo Bills, uh, you know, backers of Milwaukee. Like everybody at the bar has a nickname. Like Cheers. Every, yeah, you can so you can pick your nickname. Exactly. What did you pick? What did you pick? What please? I gotta know. No, I just picked Bill Nichols. <laughs> Bill Belcher. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's how you were attributed in the Buffalo News last week. Yeah, and here's the thing, guys. Is one of the things I'm selling also has to do with the Bills backers bar here. Okay. And that is some jackass Eli Manning piece of shit fan. Tried to talk shit, tried to start a fight, and guess wait, what? Wait, a guy I was not a, having it. a guy in an Eli Manning jersey rolled up to the Bills backers bar during the Bills Tampa Bay game. Exactly. Just to talk shit. And he was wearing cargo shorts, so I got a cargo shorts chant going. <laughs> <laughs> that ended up being ended up being quite popular amongst the uh, Bill fans. You guys are like. These guys are like, man, I thought you were a nice guy. Like, you just rolled in here and just <laughs> started a bunch of shit. What else are you buying this week, Billy? Oh, my God. Oh, man. You know what I'm buying? And, and I couldn't decide what – I couldn't decide whether I felt right about this, but I do. And I'm buying I'm buying Tyrod making plays. All right. Go for it. Uh and you can't talk that long about it, but you got to give him props <laughs> for making some, making some plays with his feet. And, you know, we complain a lot about the throws he didn't make, and there's some throws that you're just like, God damn it, dude, why don't you throw just throw the ball, throw him open. Don't throw it way over his head. Make Let him make a play. But with that said, he did, like, he hit um, our boy Dante T- Thompson, you know? Like, he made those throws. Our new boy. And... Those are 
you know, those are things that in the past we would just say, God, like, why didn't he hit them? Why didn't he hit them? So that's what I'm buying. Anything else to sell this week? No. All right. No, I feel good. Two buys and a sell. It's a buyer's market. Yeah. I like how we're think? selling cargo shorts. Yeah, I approve a, of that. I think that's a hold order. You know, on the the cargo funny thing shorts. is that we actually had, we had our own little Gronkowski fan here. Yeah, that's true. Oh. That we haven't sitting. done the, we haven't done the tiny dick chant in a while. Yeah. So who, who, who had a lot oh to God. say apparently before we all got here? Cassie was ready to bring out her oh, switchblade really? and stab. Yeah, we had, we had a guy in a Gronk jersey today sitting right behind us. Yeah. Bro. You know, I, uh, such losers. Well, we were deciding what the, the 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 one thing that I wish we had discussed with him. You know, there is a Patriots bar here. Uh, it's on Armitage. It's right next to my kid's old preschool. And Brendan's is a, is that's on Broadway in Belmont. Yeah, that's embarrassing. Um, yeah, it is. So, uh, you know, just going up to these people and saying, hey, you been to that pa- Pat's bar in Armitage? Yeah, neither have I, asshole. That's why you're not, yeah. <laughs> so why are you at the Bills like, bar, yeah, dick? You know, you know what happens when the Bills have a primetime game and my friend wants me to hang out? I go, and I don't wear my Bills gear. Yeah. I mean, what the fuck? Hey, exactly. Billy, what are you drinking up there in Milwaukee today? By the way, did you guys see, by the way, what the um, freaking uh, Boston Airport, Logan International did? No. They put up all the banners from Bruins, the Red Sox, and the Patriots. Just like, it's a huge wall, like, full of just, like, all of their banners saying world champions. But they're, but so they're, really, they're really low-key, and they don't, they don't ever... They don't ever put it on display or talk trash or anything. That's, exactly. That's how exactly. That what are you exactly. drinking up there in Milwaukee today? Labat Blue, son. All right. Keeping it real. Well, Billy, thanks. It's a buyer's market, which, you know, actually isn't, it doesn't, that's not a good thing, right? A, I mean, a buyer's market would indicate that the, the, the market is low. But in this case, the market is high. We're all high. High as hell. You want to buy low. Yeah. Yeah, I know. But unfortunately, that's what well, we're doing. We got a bunch of draft picks, but we're still winning. That's good. We're, we're buying low. No one right, expected like anything it. out of us. Bill, until next week, we got the Raiders coming up. Keep it real up in Milwaukee. And try not to fight any uh, Eli Manning fans. Go Car, Bills. Go shorts. So I got waxed this week in my bookie, and only by a hair. I was so close to having a great week in the first half of games because I, t- I took the under on the Ravens-Minnesota game. And, and, of course, the Ravens scored a meaningless last-minute touchdown to hit the over by a point and a half. And I also took the the Jets to win. And, of course, Jay Cutler gets injured, so the, the Dolphins came roaring back in that one. But I did get the Rams at minus three, and I got the Falcons tonight, baby. All done at mybookie.ag using the promo who, code B and B. Who the Fal- Falcons playing? The Patriots. Ooh. Oh, that's right. I bet against the Patriots. Yeah, because they're fucking stank-ass defense. That's right. Because little Gronkowski's punk ass had to show up here. And Cassie, I know you uh, you put some my bookies down this week as well. How did you do? I did. I'm taking home eight dollars in Woo-hoo! some change. Tell you what, you're not taking home zero dollars. Correct. That's exactly. Right. Eight dollars is not zero. Cha-ching. So head on over to mybookie.ag. Use that promo code B and B. Uh, it's easy. It's uh, You get a 100% match on your first deposit. Some of the fastest payouts in the industry. You pay, you win, you get paid. MyBookie.ag. Use that promo code B&B. Get you some! Well, it's time now for Tacos Calientes. It's tacos caliente. 
As we all know, Tacos Calientes is Tex-Mex for hot takes. So to get those hot takes, we got Jeff Day, spokesperson for the hottest chip on the planet, which is back, baby. The Pocky <laughs> Chip, the Reaper Challenge, take that one chip challenge, use that hashtag one chip challenge. Jeff, you were on site at New Era Field today. So nobody's got hotter takes than you. Nobody's got more Calientes tacos than you. On site, baby. On site, live and in action. It was a heck of a game, fun game, a rare occurrence where the Bills actually come back from seven points down. And uh, we've improved Tyrod's record to 3-16, and 16, <laughs> Lars. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, uh, 13 but no, more, and we're going to be uh, almost decent. Yeah. A fun game. It was beautiful in western New York, 75 degrees, very rare this time of year. Um, the Bills are now 4-2, and two, and so I say to you guys, go Bills. What a game. We're here to stay. Hey, before you get into your Tacos Calientes, quick question for you about the atmosphere of the game. So every time that Zay Jones made a catch today, the bar would kind of like cheer a little harder like, hey, all right. Was he getting that kind of treatment in the stadium too? The Zay Jones treatment, I would say, was, uh, was very mixed. Um, I would say in general, though, Lars, to answer your question, there, was, there remains a lot of skepticism in the stadium about Zay Jones' ability to catch the ball in traffic. Right. And, you know, people are, people are certainly, I would say the fans were, are certainly on the air on the side of optimistic and supportive and are encouraging him, but at the same time are like, Dude, hey, buddy, yeah. when are you going to finally make the play? Right. You know, I mean, so it's a little bit of that. And then, you know, and then a guy like Deontay Thompson comes in off the, you know, off the shoe chef line at Applebee's, <laughs> right, and comes in out of nowhere and, you know, makes three or four, like, tremendous plays. And then Taiwan Jones comes in off, you know. The oh, we haven't even bench. mentioned Taiwan Jones' game-winning yeah. play. You know, I mean. Yeah, game-changing play. Taiwan Jones, number 26, comes in off, you know, essentially off the special teams bench and makes arguably the biggest play of the game. Um, and so uh, it was very interesting uh, to see what the fans were reacting to. You know, in general, I would say, uh, and it was I was sitting up in the um, the upper deck. Oh wow, slumming uh, it today, huh? Yeah, come on, I was, Jeff. I was slumming it. I was slumming it. But it, one of the actually one of the really interesting things was it allowed myself um a view of the all 22 right essentially it was it was an all 22 on every play okay and you know despite the victory it was incredible we're all riding a little bit high today if i had to give it tacos calientes it is there are wide open receivers all over the field Hmm. And the biggest the biggest play that I could point to is after Jerry Hughes, um, after Jerry Hughes strip sack. Yeah. And then I think the first or the second play that uh, Dennison dialed up was a play action play deep. Yeah. And I remember I texted you guys um, actually in the stadium, and Tyrod play action seven step drop, and. Zay, the entire stadium stood up. Wow. Because Zay Jones was five yards wide open for a 50-yard touchdown. It was the play they drew up. The entire stadium knew it. And 
Tyrod pulled the ball back down and I think got sacked or threw the ball away. I don't I don't recall. I think he got sacked. And uh, and anyway, he, he that the was the play. Away. Yeah, that was that was the play that I think you know people were like, oh come on, Tyrod, you know, be the guy that we want you to be. Right. Um. And, and I would say Jeff, other- Jeff, was he looking his way? Was it clear that that was the number one wide res- that was the number one option, or was it one of those things was- where where he just couldn't see him? No, uh, honestly, Sujit, and we, you know, I think, you know, I, I will give, you know, we, we'll give, uh, uh, not credit, but like we'll give forgiveness where forgiveness is due. But this clearly seemed to be the play where Zay Jones was the number one read of the play. Okay. Um, he was looking his way the whole time. I would say, <laughs> excuse me, I would say um, the other thing, the other thing as a fan in the stadium that was, uh, that was really interesting um, was that uh, Clay Matthews, or excuse me, Clay Matthews, good God. Um, Jordan, Matthew, Jordan Matthews came out and, you know, he only had one catch, but the fans really respond to his, to his toughness yep. for being out there. Um, and I would say conversely, Marcel Darius continues to receive 25% of the defensive snaps. Yeah. Um, I don't know what I mean, the commentators see, were saying about that. Did you see McDermott's face when he went off sides? He was just I like, did not. it was just this look of exacerbation, like, I, I don't, what a waste of my time. Like, well, this guy's just, he's gone. I really don't, I know that's going to cost a lot of money. I can't see him being on the team. No. So, Jeff, well, he's costing a lot of money with or without us. Jeff, I got to ask, though. So, you said it was, it was clear that Buffalo receivers were wide open all over the field. Could the same be said about Tampa? And is it, is it just common that NFL quarterbacks just can't don't have the time or wherewithal to read the whole field? Or is or at this point, can we do opposing teams know this and they just let receivers run free, knowing that they can focus their energies on the parts of the field where Tyrod is going to go with the ball? Does that make sense? Well, it, yeah, it was interesting. I mean, I would say there were a number of times where the Tampa. Uh, ball carriers were running free. Disproportionately, they were either the the ball carrier or the tight end. Right. Um, and I haven't I haven't seen I haven't seen the box score, but I would venture to guess actually that they're tight ends. Maybe they're leading receiver. I'm not sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we, we were noticing that it was the slot receiver, the running back, someone coming out of the backfield, someone that was attached to the offensive line or was coming out of the backfield because we'd cover up the receivers. And then, you know, um, Cassie gave her Jenny Cream to our linebacking crew uh, because of the fact that we just felt like people didn't get picked up when they came out of the backfield or when they, you know, blocked for a little bit and then, you know, ran off the line. Uh, And those are the people that were just sitting there and they were just finding the soft spots in our zone defense, which is how you're supposed to play zone defense. This is how you're supposed to play attack a zone defense. Jeff, what other? There was. Go ahead. The, the, the other thing, I think, the you know, the biggest series of the drive, if you will, that will probably be debated, you guys may may already have discussed it um, on the pod, is the series before halftime. Oh, yeah, oh, of course, yeah. Yeah, it was and preposterous. It, it, absolutely preposterous. The stadium was irate. Oh, yeah. Um, well, it should have been. And, and What were people question, most mad about? The only question is, guys, and, and I don't know where you guys landed on this, the only question is, was it Tyrod's fault for throwing that play in bounds when there was nine seconds on the clock? Was it McDermott's fault for calling the play? Calling the play, excuse me. Um, How's that blue? And, yeah. 
And, and, and you know, and I'm not sure. I don't know where you guys. Are I, I'll tell you yet. where I fall down, Jeff. It's where I always fall down. I fall down on the guy who has the goddamn ball in his hands. If it's a bad play call, chuck it out the back of the end zone and take the field goal. That seemed to me the way that Tyrod just turned immediately to that side pass. That seemed like that way that that play was designed. I don't care. Change the play at the line, or yeah. pret- Lars, pretend like you miss her. What it's worth. I would say, hey, look, it. if I had to boil this down, my tacos calientes Lars is for what it's worth. I 100% agree with you. Regardless of what the play call is, if it's not going to allow you to to get a field goal off in an, in an opportune time where Matt Milano comes up with a completely unexpected pick yeah. and to change the game with three points on the field, I mean, I don't care what the play call is. Make sure that the offense gets a chance to kick a field goal. I agree. Yep. 100%. And I think this is an, this is another game. I mean, look, we're all excited. Don't get me wrong. I'm excited. I'm drunk at the same time. But this is another. As if they're mutually exclusive. This is another game, quite honestly, where we won the turnover battle three to one. Right. And it still came down to a trust me, everyone on that last play. All we could think about in the stadium was the Music City Miracle. Oh, I mean, that is what. The entire stadium was on edge. But I wanted, to, I wanted to see that play from your perspective because on the broadcast view, you don't know where, <laughs> oh, my God, there's nobody in front of this guy. Yeah, like you know. Right, right, right. It was honestly Lars and Cassie and Suchi. It was as scary in real life as you probably assumed it was on the television. Well, and I mean, Jordan, we Jordan in- Poyer got hurt on the play. He hurt his knee pretty bad. Oh, I did not realize that. Is he going to be? Is he going to be injured? So he says he'll be okay and back as soon as he can. But he said he heard a pop and it was wrapped up and he couldn't bend it in the locker room. So that is not a good sign. Oh, that's that's tough to hear. I didn't realize that. But again, you know, another another. Hey, look at the defense. You know, we we gave up 27 points to one of the most potent offenses in the league. Yep. Don't get me wrong. And clearly, the strategy of the Buccaneers was get the ball out of Winston's hands. I mean, it was three seconds and out the whole game. Yep. The whole game. And we're going to see that next week against Derek Carr, too, for sure. Yeah, and that's, you know, that was the thing is that when we were able to get pressure on him, like when he did drop after an extended time, we got pressure on him, he, he threw off his back foot or he was making mistakes. You know, Jeff, the you know you keep using the word, you know, surprising, was surprising. I think the way that we won this game was not surprising. We are finally, our offense was not playing one of the best defenses in the league. Yeah. Um, yeah. And our defense, however, was playing, you know, a very good offense. I thought we would do a better job on defense but one of the things that i thought was surprising so i I thought the way that we won it was not that surprising but but the the way it all played out like we had our defense kind of let us down you know they Mm -hmm. they threw for over 300 yards they were shredding us underneath 400 you know and yet our offense came back and actually up is down left you know won the game for us we had critical plays by people like taiwan jones and and then a free agent wide receiver that came in this week you know, and, and it's just like there's all these things that just absolutely, like you said, up is down, you know, left Tr- is right. Trust it's the process. Crazy. Jeff. I will say this. I will say this. There was a w- – I'm not going to go as far as to say there was a chance in the stadium, but there was certainly a sentiment in the first half that was four words, and it's quite simple, which is for Tyrod, which is play to his strengths. Yeah. And Tyrod in the first half, to his credit and to the fans' delight – had probably 50 yards rushing. He, did, he had exactly and, 50 yards rushing. And in the second half, my guess is, and you guys might correct me because I haven't seen any of the stats, my guess is he had zero yards rushing. 
And I think that was in the fans in the stadium. That was probably the biggest challenge. It was like, why aren't, you know, Tyrod has two very clear strengths. It is rushing and it is throwing a deep ball with touch. Right. And we don't necessarily have the wide receiver crew to take advantage of the latter, but we certainly have his legs to take advantage of the former. And I think all we want as fans is continue to take advantage of your strengths, continue to rush. It was the reason that we got points in the first half. And I think that we just wanted him to continue to see him do that actually in the second half. Well, the, the question is, did they put in a spotter? Because in the first half, they had nobody roving or spotting Tyrod. So the middle of the field was wide open for him to run. So they probably made adjustments in the second half to bring in a spotter to like maybe try to control him to keep him in the pocket. Kathy, take, it's take a, a great point. It's a great point. I don't know the answer. It's a great point. They, they very well could have done that. All I know is it was 75 degrees in Orchard Park on a Sunday at October 22nd. We're four and two. Woo! We won. It is a hell of a game. We're number one in the season. AFC East. We're number one. The Patriots play the Falcons tonight. We'll see what happens. Go Falcons. And, uh, We're going to lose. Yeah. No and, matter and what, we're number been, one in the AFC is, East. It's been fun, guys. It's been fun. We're a fun team. No matter what happens this year, we're a fun team. I'll say that. Well, some sterling and, and, and priceless feedback from the game day stadium experience. What were you drinking today, Jeff? Uh, we're probably about 15 Labatt Blue Lights deep. Today. That's what I'm talking about. All right, it's a baby. team effort today. Yeah. Well, I'm sure are yeah. you, you'll be back down in Austin when we talk to you next week. We'll be back down in Austin. I appreciate you all. I love you all. And uh, go Bills. Go Bills, baby. Go Bills. All right, take care. Well, we're coming up on the end of the episode, which means it's time for the wild card portion of today's episode. It's the wild card! And this is Bills and Beers. We talk about the Buffalo Bills, but we do so drinking beer. I second half the game today, which meant I spent spent the first half at home uh, with Infant Son. And in doing so, I had an opportunity to enjoy this week's Door Day beer, or did I? It was a selection uh, from uh, Buffalo Bill Belcher a couple weeks ago, the... The Pipeworks Passion Fruit Guppy didn't like it. No? Did not care for it. So that's how you know you're getting good, objective feedback on the beers we drink every week. We're like, oh, it's great. It's hoppy. I love it. But uh, didn't like the didn't like the Passion Fruit Guppy. So I changed up once I arrived at Lincoln Station to the Three Floyds Brewdew, which, Suge, I know you oh, were yeah. enjoying as well. Apricot in color, Brewdew's nose has dominant orange, pine sap, and floral notes balanced by a glazed nut. And toffee malt body. It's a wet hot IPA. He said nut. Uh, and in to this humble podcaster, much better than the guppy passion fruit IPA from Pipeworks, who I otherwise usually enjoy quite a lot. I think most people like that mango guppy. There's some other guppy. Oh, There's maybe like that's a what different it was. guppy. I, I had the passion fruit. Didn't like it. Yeah. We blame Bill for bringing it to your house. Thank you. Cass, what were you enjoying today? So, um, what non-IPA? Yeah, right. So my husband and I, at the start of this weekend, we're like, dude, we're going to have a dry weekend. We've had <laughs> the, the, Cub, the Cubs in the playoffs, you know. It's just been, we went to Dublin. No, no they lost the playoffs. Yeah, 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 but they were in the playoffs. They, the, we went to Dublin, so we're like, you know what, we've just been drinking a lot. Let's do a dry weekend. Well, that ended Friday night when we I shared. Say, fr- did you make it to Friday at 6 or not? When I, when I got home from work at 8 p.m. or got to the restaurant for dinner from work at 8 p.m. and split a bottle of rosé. And then a bottle of wine last Ooh, night. Who works that late on a Friday? Yeah. My oh insane boy. wife does. Yes. 
Um, and then um, had a bottle of wine last night and then showed up here and had a few beers. So um, my mother-in-law, thank God she doesn't listen because I think she thinks we have an issue. And um, she listened to this. Do. She might be true. She might have um, a point. Yeah, she might have a point. But I tried the uh, they had a beer and special. I tried it. The Temperance Smitty Town. It was an English-style amber. Um, it was very, in my perspective, hoppy. So Jeff Day, do not try that one. You wouldn't like it. And then I went with the solid backup of a Dortmunder Gold, which is a solid beer out of Cleveland, Ohio. I don't like any of the Great Lakes. Oh my, yeah, I don't have, like have any had, of them. Have you had the Dortmunder? Are you joking? Okay. Because you know, on this podcast, I have I, I made very specifically, I said, I don't like any of the Great Lakes beers. And everybody's response is always, well, have you had the Edmund Fitzgerald? <laughs> yeah. Yes, I have. Have you had the Dortmunder? Yes, I have. Have you had the Burning River? You, yes, I have. Have you had Elliot Ness? Every, yes, everybody's <laughs> response is then to start listing off all the yeah. Great Lakes beers. And I always say, yes, I've had it. Don't like it. Um, so I had that. It was great. But my husband, I'll actually turn it over to him because he picked a solid beer today. Yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, this afternoon, I went ahead and had the Pipeworks Rye Carumba. Um, I enjoyed it very much. It's a, it was really highly carbonated yet smooth, which is kind of a interesting. Uh, it's a dichotomy that I haven't really seen in beer lately or tasted. Uh, however, it was very smooth. Uh, some deep, rich aromas, and it just kind of went down nice and easy, and it just hit the spot real deliciously. It's nice so, when beer does that. So great for Pipeworks once again. Hey, do you like the Nosferatu? I don't think I've had it. So that's the one I want you to. I agree with Is you. That I, a Great I Lakes? do like. I do like Great Lakes beers, <laughs> but that's what, that's exactly why I want. This is what happens every time. I know, but everyone wants you to try one that you like. It's it's an amber IPA, or sorry, it's a red IPA. It's I don't like it's red really IPAs. strong. I don't like red IPAs. Uh, It'll what, get you what, fucked up. What were you drinking today? So uh, you I also had the I had a the the brewdo. I had my uh, one Labatt blue, and then I had the brewdo. The one thing that I want to point out about the uh, brewdo. Oh wait. I thought this was different. I thought I thought it was a wet IPA. Yeah, it's a it wet is. hopped IPA. It is. So that's what I just want to highlight about the fact these wet hop IPAs. Um, it's apparently where you take the hop off the damn tree and put it into the beer. Like it's it has to be within like six or twelve hours of when you pick it is when you put it into the beer. So you get like this really floral aroma. Like it's not the the deep bitter, but it adds a lot of the smell and and and. and and taste, I suppose, of, of hops. Fantastic. So that's that's the cool thing about these wet hops IPA, and that's the cool thing about the the brew do other than its name. Wild card now, Suge, get us going. Yeah, so you know, this guy, Deontay Thompson, comes in here and has been on the team one day, and all of a sudden there's this magical chemistry with uh, Sammy Watkins, or sorry, with uh, uh, Tyrod Taylor. <laughs> and when Sammy was here, he had a magical uh, Charles chemistry. Clay. Charles Clay, right. There's this chemistry, but not with Robert Woods, really. Mm. And definitely not with Zay Jones, no. who's now played in, what, we're at six games? And there's just, I mean, it's almost like negative chemistry. It's almost like they kind of hate each other. And so I really have to ask myself, why? what is going on there? Like, why do they hate each other? Like, they, they must hate each other. And if you had to say why it is that Zay Jones and Tyrod Taylor hate each other, Please tell me. Easy, because they keep showing up to the stadium on a daily basis wearing the same pair of sneakers. Okay. I'm going to take that a little bit further. I think that it was the first team event, right? Tyrod's a little sensitive about the fact that they bitched his contract in the offseason, and it's like the, the banquet that they're going to have before the start of the season. And Zay was like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of this stud new wide receiver, 
Um, you know, I, I was undervalued because I came from a small school, but I had all these great numbers, and so I want to show up. I've got my NFL contract. i got my NFL money. And so he went out and got dressed to the T's. He got a professional to help him get dressed, and he was beautiful. He was, he was resplendent. Who are you talking about? Zay Jones. Okay. He was magnificent, uh, and he walks into the party, and he looks better than Tyrod. And Tyrod was like, no. This rookie is not taking my spot. He was already sensitive about the well, fact that's that That's what I say, because they keep wearing the same not sneakers. Not the same shoes, man. The whole thing. The whole outfit. Well, it's along the same lines. Dressed. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a fashion-related quarrel. Jay, why any gotta, theories from you? Why are you going to piss uh, on my whole life? <laughs> I did a, such a better job than you. I use the word resplendent. I like it. Uh, just to, just to kind of tail on that, does Richie Incognito still haze rookies? No? Zay Jones? Probably. Yeah, he uh, does. He just doesn't get on the paper. All right, I got uh, McCoy and Tolbert. They play a lot of ham and egg out there, but I, I feel like they steal each other's thunder every once in a while, and they might just kind of have some animosity behind that in the locker room. However, uh, they need each other at the same time because they give each other breaks, they give each other rests, and you know that goal line, you want Tolbert in there just to plow it through and just to bulldoze his way into the end zone. So what is what, – where – okay. So the friend, so they're both friends because they need each other to give each other. Breaks. Oh, you're making a new frenemy group. You're not talking about the reason why Zay Jones hates Tyrod. No, I was just you just I, I was just commenting doing his own on thing. your comment. He's doing his own thing. That's one his own thing. I, I was commenting on your comment. Cass, coming to you now. I, I really just think that Tyrod Taylor doesn't like Eastern Carolina. Oh. Go just, on. It just comes back to a college thing. Okay. And so Tyrod just hates everybody from there because maybe his like ex-girlfriend went there and then when he was a freshman started dating like a senior and he's just like those pirates they're they're terrible i don't yeah. like the, the stupid pirates from east carolina so Make, makes more sense than jay's uh tyrod yeah. and, and mike tolbert scenario yeah, exactly <laughs> McCoy. it's, McCoy. A, three, it's, a, it's yeah. a three-way he it was yeah, a right. three-way yeah. and that's the reason why or four-way yeah. maybe so uh that's it they were finally bonding. Okay, they were bonding because he was this <laughs> new right, receiver. He go. was going to be his new guy. This was going to be his new best friend, his replacement to Sammy, and they were bonding. And they went out to the club together, and they met this girl, and they had a threesome. <laughs> so we got Oakland the coming to we got Oakland coming to next week. Of the threesome, he touched his penis. <laughs> And then it was all over. Like, oh man, you can't do that. And then it was so, it's so awkward. They can't even spend time with each other because he's like, oh dude, I touched his stuff. And so that is what it is. <sighs> I appreciate the use of non-specific pronouns in there because we don't know who touched whom. Uh, so Oakland coming to Buffalo next week. Oakland uh, would have otherwise been on a five-game schneid. So I think we're actually quite fortunate that they won last week, but they got a little extra rest. This could be a tough one. This is one that everybody circled in the offseason saying this is going to be a loss. Uh, for a couple weeks there, it was looking like maybe it won't be a loss. It's now looking like it's going to be a loss again. I'm saying Oakland comes in here. Uh, boy, the defense looked a lot worse than I thought they were going to look uh, today. I think Oakland may have an opportunity to capitalize even further, but maybe not. I'm actually thinking this one's going to be a grinder. I'm going to say Oakland 19, Buffalo 10. So I watched uh, Kansas City's offense, which is not a bad offense, obviously a very good offense, but they just they did whatever they wanted against Oakland's defense. I don't think Oakland's defense is very good. I think we have a couple things that have built in the, off, in, the um, in the bye week 
Uh, I looked at the stat of the defenses that we're playing over the next six, seven weeks, and they're all bad. They're all bad. And so I think that our offense can continue to move. I think that we're going to get more chemistry. I think that we found the things that work. I think that the fact that our, when we changed our running game, we had more success is a revelation. Um, and so I think that we're going to do a little bit better. I think our defense was embarrassed by today, and I think that they're going to be pissed. And they're assuming Jordan Poyer can still play, because I think that's a huge, huge, huge part of it. Um, I think that we have overperformed. The games we've lost, we have underperformed. I think we have overperformed uh, and beat the teams that nobody thought we could beat. So I'm going to go ahead and say that we win 27 wow. to 23. I'm going to trust the process. Wow. And I'm going to say the Bills win 24 to 14. Ooh. Is it a noon game or a one one Eastern game? Yes, sir. Um, statistically speaking, the West Coast teams do very poor in the Eastern time zone, So, and especially at that time slot. I'm going to go ahead and say Buffalo is going to sweep them up pretty easily, 27 to 10. They heard it here first, wow. folks. Use Confidence. That, use that Confidence. hashtag BNBSM. Subscribe on iTunes if you haven't already. And remember, you can also hear the simulcast on W. O-N, 920, the Apple, New York's biggest Buffalo Bills streaming radio station. And I will say this, uh, also head over to mybookie.ag, use that promo code B&B, get a 100% mo- bonus match on your first deposit. Um, and that's about all the housekeeping I think of. Much love Facebook. to the social Find media liquor. Yeah, much love to the social media listener of the week. Send me a note so I can know how to send you $5. If you use that hashtag BNBSM, I will send you $5 or your local currency equivalent so you can have a beer on us. Tough to be upset after a win like today. Uh, Victory Monday coming tomorrow. Enjoy this on your commute, as I'm sure you have been. Oakland coming next week. Until then, go Bills. Praise him. Let's go Buffalo. Let's go Buffalo. The Bills make me wanna well, it's hard to beat the perspective you get from Jeff Day unless you were to ask his much better-looking, more intelligent, more accomplished, wealthier, and just generally better sister, Laura. She was my sister. For her perspective, she is asked to give her own input. Laura, take it away. Well, thank you. So we've been spending the last hour, Jeff and I, debating whether or not um, today's or the season's overall somewhat lackluster offense performance should be blamed on Tyrod Taylor. Correct. And as you know, my brother is not a fan of Tyrod. He's not. The question I would ask him and would like to ask you is, name a single quarterback in the NFL who's not currently starting who you would rather have instead of Tyrod. Interesting. Um... Matt Moore before today, <laughs> the backup to Jay Cutler. Yeah, I'll take that. Um, uh, I don't. I, I. I don't. I don't have an index of backup quarterbacks handy. I didn't realize that's where we were going with this. Um, Matt Moore is a good answer. But I, I like the point. Ryan Fitzpatrick, I would take the. That's, uh, that's who I was thinking back, about. I was thinking from, about Ryan. The backup from today's. I'm, I might even. I might even go so far as to say our own backup, Nathan Peterman, the, the, the rookie. <laughs> oh snap! Oh. Uh, oh, and now actually, you just ignited all kinds of controversy. For, for sure. Okay, I've got I've got the golden ticket million dollar answer right here. Jimmy Garoppolo, and it's not even close. Oh, okay, girl. How's that? Is that satisfying? Well, I don't. Yeah, I mean Ryan Fitzpatrick been there, done that. And, you know, with the others, I guess we'll, we'll have to see. But we we were debating. It seemed to us that there were kind of three formative moments in the game today where things should have gone better, where they didn't. Right? There was the missed field goal. 
there was the end of the first half where Tyrod should have thrown it out of bounds so we could have kicked a field goal or maybe taken a false start rather than delaying the um, spike so that we could have gotten a field goal off and then LaShawn's fumble in the second half. I and do really find only it... one of those is on Tyrod. Only one of the three. Which one? I find it really interesting because one of the things we debated was, was that Tyrod's fault or was that the play call that Tyrod was forced to do? Right. Well, that would be an interesting question. If McDermott had called the, that play, then that's really on the coaching. If they mistimed how many plays they could get off in the final 12 seconds. And what about when Tyrod took a sack and apparently the entire stadium was standing up because Zay Jones was wide open in the end zone? That's what. Yeah, then that's. That, that he was that was the what, open receiver. <laughs> and, and he didn't take a sack there. He threw the ball away. Sorry, sorry. Ball away. sorry. G- give him some I mean, credit. I, my even, MVP. Laura, it sounds, it sounds... Even if McDermott did call that play at the end of the first half, though, Tyrod should have taken a false start or a delay of game or something just to preserve the field goal. Correct. Play. That was the general yeah. consensus here, too. Yeah. It sounds, yeah. generally speaking, though, that you and Jeff are not aligned on this view of Tyrod Taylor. We are not aligned. We have a weekly debate. I am a full fan of Tyrod. Jeff is a full critic. And it's the only divide in our sibling relationship. Oh, that's so she was my sister. They do, have, okay. they do have a great sibling relationship. I Listen, gotta I got to ask you, though. Okay. So I'm I'm with you. There is no better backup right now because we can't get Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, but but question: Would we? It, is he the quarterback you want to move with? I know that he's the best that we can get right now. But uh, you, maybe maybe this is the time for the poll. Oh yeah, that is yeah, good time for the poll. So Laura, we've been doing on a weekly basis a poll. Um, whether or not, based on his performance today, if the Bills should use one or both of next year's first-round draft picks on a quarterback to replace Tyrod Taylor, how do you vote? I assumed that when they made the plays that they did earlier in the season, it was to have as many draft picks as possible to trade up for a quarterback. Correct. And that's probably what they should do, and then maybe let them battle it out in the offseason. So you, so we, they, they can get out of Tyrod's contract though really easily. I think it, it's, it's either going to be him or not, or he's not going to be on the roster. Yeah. Well, we're six games down. Ten or do you right? use those two draft picks to build the team around Tyrod? Yeah. yeah. You can also. We do have first two, but it sounds like you vote for a new quarterback. I think I've, I, I think I've, I think I the verdict is out for me. I'm not. Oh, I'm, she's okay. No, so, so, that's okay. That's a no. That's a no. We're we we remain un ununanimous. That's right. We, yes, exactly right. Okay, that would be right. I well, would vote no. Well, we um we benefit from some dissenting voices on this podcast, so thank you for being the. <laughs> We do ask the hard questions yes. here on Bills and Beers. Yeah, so. the counterweight, which is a which is a phrase that I, I know you know very well. Thanks for keeping us straight, guys. Okay, Laura. Well, thank you for thank you for chiming in. It sounds like it's it's quite a family affair there. Is Ben and the boys? Is everybody up in Buffalo today? Oh, uh, indeed we are, and you know that we'll be watching the game tonight and making sure the pass lose. And what were you drinking today? What was I drinking? I was drinking Stone IPA. That's oh, what I nice. like to hear. So, what's Jeff's excuse for Labatt Blue Light if that's what, if that's what was available? Jeff drinks really that's shitty he's beers. Got. He's got horrendous taste in brew <laughs> What? Right. No, no, no. Jeff and I are together, man. We don't. We like the lighter beer. It sounds like we've 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 found split number two in your sibling relationship. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that. <laughs> Jeff just said I thought that we were friends in addition to siblings. Right. Now we might Aww. just be siblings. Nice. Aww. All right, Laura, it's been she a pleasure. My sister. Hey, Laura, we'll leave you with this. Go Falcons. Go, go Falcons. See you guys. Bye.